This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. And this is episode 145. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. This week on the podcast, we have a bit of a boo special. Later on, drinks writer Hannah meets up with Xavier from French cider company Sassy to discuss the unique properties of Normandy cider and how he aims to modernise this drink's image for a new audience. But first up, Digital Editor travels to the Yorkshire Dales to meet Cathy from Mason's Gin and finds out how they are using some very local ingredients to flavour their distinctive gin. Hello, Alex here again, um, reporting from Yorkshire, the Dales, um, and I am at Mason's Gin Distillery, which is in Beedale, it's just on the edge of the Yorkshire Dales, and I'm chatting to Cathy, who runs um, the distillery with her husband, Carl, so they're Cathy and Carl Mason, hence the name, Mason's, um, and you were the first uh, Yorkshire gin distillery, weren't you? That's right, we were, yeah. We, it was very unclear um, that there was a gin boom even happening when, when Carl and I decided to launch the company. When we, was that? Um, in June 2013. Okay. Um, and we just really, really loved gin and that's how we you know, launched our own company and decided wow. to see what happened. And since then, because I was um, re- researching, I do love Mason, so I was researching some like which gins to talk about on the podcast and there's I said there was about 27 distilleries but you said you think there's a lot more now yeah I think there's a lot more um the last few in fact I've lost count initially you know we it was sort of like it wasn't seen as competition but now not only sort of like every county has their own gin it's every town has their own gin so. it's crazy there's is, are there any um particular favorites amongst your rivals um we're very keen on Whitaker's gin which Whitaker's. is from Harrogate great which, yeah they're friends of ours and we really like their gin as well I, I think my dad plays tennis with him what's he called Toby Toby yeah mm-hmm. yeah nice so hello Toby mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so there's plenty of Yorkshire gins but we're gonna try yours because you do some really interesting things with local produce so you have a Yorkshire tea gin and a lavender gin that we're gonna try um but what is your original gin recipe got in it? What are the botanicals in that? So well, when you when you decide you sort of when we decided we were going to make our own gin, we were looking for a um, a flavour profile that was really strong and not just not just sort of like wishy 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 washy. Wanted to have a real sort of like depth of flavour, and so ours is quite strong um, in that we use three types of citrus fruits, but we also use um, Szechuan pepper, which oh, gives lovely. it a linger, and then we use. Um, cardamom and also fennel um which make gives ours quite um you can tell it's a mason's because of because of that you know it's got a very definite flavor mm, sounds quite um spicy and like because the I, I suppose the szechuan pepper because you get that numbing do you get any of that from it, it? i suppose a, it's it, not from the we, actual you'd be you'll be surprised how many gins do actually do use pepper because it just gives it a linger it gives it a mm. bit of a heat and people aren't quite sure what that is but it is you know it's usually pepper mm, i know we like using szechuan pepper in our recipes adam bush uses it a lot um, um, but on to the gin. So um, we're going to have a bit of a tasting of which one should we try first? Um, I, if we're trying the tea and the lavender, let's try the tea first because okay. the lavender definitely has a longer um, palate, longer lasting on your palate. Okay. So yeah, we um, Yorkshire tea obviously is the best tea in the world. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. You can taste it. Yeah, Yorkshire gold. I have. We have. Um, 
it at work and whenever anyone tries to have anything different I go off on one I, I'll let you pour because you're the expert um and I actually have really strong pores so I'm gonna um, <laughs> so I have got a glass here with loads of ice in there yeah. and um one of the recommended serves garnishes is lemon because obviously tea and lemon it's a perfect match oh, lovely. Yeah, uh, I course. always recommend that you measure your gin just then you're going to guarantee yourself a really good um match and so I do a double measure always a double never mm. anything less <laughs> um a double measure of gin and a um a bottle and tonic water I do a four to one ratio basically uh, yes, please. Could you open that? Thank you. Uh, you always use a premium tonic water. There's lots out there now, um, but it's worth it. There we go. Um, the quality of the ingredients in this one we're using today is fantastic. There you go. I'll let you have a taste first. So you can see. I always say that you can taste the tea on the second palate. Thank the tannins you. carry over and make it quite dry. Okay. Let's see what you think. Trying to smell Yorkshire tea. <laughs> mm. I, you can probably smell it if you smell the bottle neat. Oh, that's lovely. It's quite creamy. Our, all, our gin, all, all our gins, because they're made sort of like in small batch and we use a, a, a sort of like a higher distillate than other gin companies in that we use, we don't sort of like, you know, water it back. It's basically, it's all gin. It is quite smooth. You can really smell the pepper, pepperiness of it as well. And you do get that tea, that tea smell as well. Just at the very back of the taste Ooh, and yeah. smell, you get it. Yeah, it's, I think that's where the, like, the creaminess yeah. comes from as well. It's that, um, it's like tea with milk. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Oh, it's delicious. Really clever. Yeah. So how do you um distill the tea into the gin? So I know we've got um you've got a still here. Yeah. Um can you very, very briefly um tell our listeners about how gin is made? I know obviously we don't want to teach people um to make gin because you already know the process, but just a quick recap. Very quickly. Um so we use copper alembic stills. Um they're an old-fashioned way of distilling, it's very slow and it's not very really cost effective, but we choose to do that just because it makes the best gin. Um so basically all the alcohol goes into the big bulb at the bottom with all the ingredients, which are the botanicals. Um, and then we seal the still with a rye flour, heat it, and obviously then we're we're catching the condensation. We use this, this we 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 collect a smaller heart, which is the very middle bit of the distillation, which means you've got a smoother gin with a lot more flavour. And that's it, really. That's basically it. And you put the the Yorkshire tea in. Yeah, to the it bottom. all goes in. It all go all the botanicals go in um, just before you light the still. And how um, do you put it in? I, I presume it's not tea bags. It, the funny thing <laughs> is, is it? it was tea bags it for was. years, <laughs> and we have started using loose tea just right. recently that we got from Yorkshire. But for years, it was this. Um, it was somebody's job to take the tops off the tea bags and tip it all into the still. That's brilliant. <laughs> I suppose before. You had that collaboration with them, then you know. Did you or did you always have the collaboration? Um, we, it, they've, it they've obviously they they we, we used to actually put on the on the label um, Yorkshire Tea Gin, and they asked us to take it off because they've obviously worked really hard yeah, on their branding. It's definitely. amazing. Um, they're not that you know they're quite happy for us to use it, but they didn't want us to brand it Yorkshire Tea right. um, on the front of the bottle. But we would never use anything else because it's amazing. Amazing. So is um where where does it say? It actually, doesn't say. 
Oh, tea edition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not officially Yorkshire tea gin, but I, I can it, see yeah, why. Yeah, it used to be until they um, asked us to take oh, it off. <laughs> oh, well. But it's still, it's still them yeah, doing we'd, the tea service. Yeah, we'd never use anything else. Service, yeah. um, and then this it's a beautiful still. So do you, how many of those, did you just have one? Or? So that one's Steve that you're looking at. Steve? And he's just been put into retirement, actually. Oh, um, because he's got holes in in his bulb, he's in his top, the onion top of the. Um, he's got a few holes in there. Oh no! Um, and so we're going to we'll take him out to shows and things like that. Okay. And so we have um, two like him in the distillery on the distillery floor, and then what we also call? have um, Steve, son of Steve, son which of is Steve? the new one, <laughs> and then Lefty because he stands on the left of son of Steve. Okay. And then we also have a Kate, um, a Coath still, um, still, which is um, a slightly different type of still, and that we make at, um, another type. Of gin with that okay great okay so should we try the lavender one yeah so the lavender came about again we were just wanted to do um and something else that was quite yorkshire um and so the lavender came about because of the yorkshire fields and I mean, obviously the yorkshire lavender fields so again i'm going to serve this one make sure you've got plenty of ice and the preferred um garnish with this one is lime peel um it goes beautifully with lime peel I'd also recommend that um, you try it with um, ginger ale or try it with Prosecco. It's really delicious. And Ooh, it also makes fantastic cocktails, beautiful. Um... So would you just put um, a shot of gin into your Prosecco? Yes. Yeah, literally. Um, and it's really nice. Makes a really beautiful cocktail called Aviation as well. If you're into cocktails, so again, I've heard of aviation? Yeah, it's what, nice. What's that? It's just got, um, it's got. You lose the lavender gin, and I think it's got like a, um, like a, 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 a lilac or violet liqueur with it. It's really beautiful, really pretty gin. Again, use a good quality tonic water. See what you think the lava, See what you Great think of sound. the lavender. I have actually tried this before. Gosh, it's. It's really delicious, lovely isn't smell. it? Mm, it's really pretty. It's very it's subtle, but mm. you can definitely smell it. Lavender's a really tricky one to work with. Um, some people say, you know, they can really, really taste lavender and then other people can't. It's, uh, a bit like coriander or something. It's a little bit like that. People are sometimes are really sensitive to it and sometimes they can't tell it's there. So it's it's hard to work with. You definitely get that. On the, I think on the nose it's quite floral, but it's that distinct floralness. It's not like rose or anything. It's, it's because you just think of like the south of France. But I know Yorkshire has because is it the Goodwills still? Um, that do have the Yorkshire lavender farm. There's there's a few different places yeah. in Yorkshire that have lavender. And where where do you which one do you? This get is from? from the the walls. Okay, and um, is there a is there a particular place that it grows like lavender? Um, I don't know yet. I have no idea. To no. Be honest, I should know, and I don't. Yeah. Well, it's it really adds a lovely, like, lovely element to the gym, doesn't it? It does really, really well at garden shows. We do lots of events in the summer months, and the gardeners love the lavender gin. I bet they try and make their own. How would you? <laughs> would you just put it in the bottom of the still again? Again, the the lavender goes in the very last minute because it's so powerful. We don't steep the lavender; it just goes in the last minute. We seal the stills and go. Okay, and do you put it in this hole? The, the flower lavender? heads. Yeah, the flower just heads. the heads. Yeah. So you take off all of the, the green part. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, lovely. And um, the lime, is that just to it's, cut through it's, it a little bit? It's just, yeah, it just goes really, really well with it. Fab. And um, any other flavours? I think you've just launched a couple of new ones. Well, last you? year we launched Peppered Pear, which I think it's mm. going to become a main one because it's done so well. People absolutely love it. So I think we're going to continue to do that. So is Peppered Pear, so... I'm guessing that's pears, fresh pears and pepper. We use, yeah, we do. We use fresh pears. And when, when on the distillery days, when we're doing the peppered pear edition, the smell, is, it's just like a pie in the distillery. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Really amazing. lovely. And then do, do you add pepper in at the end? Yeah. Or? Well, that goes in. That all goes in. Everything goes in together. We always make sort of like the same type of gin, which is a London dry, which means that you can't add anything apart from water once it's, once it's come off the still. Okay. And, um, but yeah, no, it does, it smells beautiful. We're also going to launch a new gin this year, but that's a surprise. Oh, what about the one Steve one? Is that the surprise the, one? Well, there's a Steve's apple. Yeah, because that, that comes from, now I know the name is, comes from the <laughs> Well, it is, the it's still. funny enough, not only is the still called Steve, we had a distiller called Steve as well. And there were his apples from his garden. Oh, I see. Oh, that's lovely. So you used, um, is that, was that a small batch? It was, yeah. We, um, we, I think the first year we did um, two batches. I think this year we managed three. Um, he has moved house and he does, he's, not, he's actually retired Steve oh. now. So we're actually going to find a new supplier for our apples. Oh, that's a shame. But that's l- lovely that you can do those smaller batch ones as well and like make something really local and if he's is is from here i presume he is from local and yeah we did we did sort of like say that we'll go and pinch the apples from the gardens (laughs) we did a bit scrumpy as well just sign some kind of agreement (laughs) we um we did a special edition this year with um with last year as well with the great yorkshire show they were 170 last year and we picked um apple blossom from the showground and made gin with that oh lovely Um, and that that sold out in one day. Wow. So, mm-hmm. And you can't make any more of that? No, I, well, it was it was a special edition. It was for a special yeah. reason. I will do another special edition, special edition this year for it, but we haven't decided yet what. Okay, well, we'll stay tuned yeah. to find out. <laughs> and um, where can we buy Mason's Gin? Because I presume people won't be able to make the journey up here um, we do have a lot of stockists now if you look at our website all our stockists are on there um you can buy online um it'll direct you to um, that well-known career that everybody loves to hate <laughs> and um but we do have lots of stockists as well um we always bang the drum for independence and um you know if you can buy it from an independent then that's fantastic but we do have um supermarkets now that stock our gin fab all right well thanks very much for the gin and um yeah we'll just try and finish these <laughs> goblets we've got in front of us before my train home so thanks a lot lovely to meet you thank you for coming to see us this is um olive's uh, hannah guinness chatting to xavier about his um french cider brand sassy um welcome hello <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, tell us a little bit about Saf- about, about Sassy. So it's it's new. Yeah. So I launched the company uh, four years ago in November 2014, and the idea was really like to change the perception of cider and to show how cider should taste. So uh, in my family, we are producing cider in Calvados since 1852. Oh, really? And I grew up uh, in Normandy in the Chateau de Sassy. So that's where the name Sassy come from. Okay. And when I study in the UK, uh, in London, a semester, like uh, around 10 years ago, uh, I was quite frustrated because I couldn't find the taste I like. Most of the time, you know, the cider uh, that you can easily find uh, in supermarkets, for example, they are, they are super sweet or super dry. Mm. 
mm. not very delicate or refined. Uh, and, you know, even you can smell sometimes like candy. So I was very frustrated not to be able to, to find the, the cider I was used to consume in Normandy. Um, and that's where uh, I had the, uh, the idea to launch uh, the company. Yeah, I can definitely sympathize. We were just chatting uh, before we started recording the podcast. And I'm from the West Country near Bristol and definitely... Um, I love drinking cider, but, you know, since moving to London, um, just I think because not a lot of people drink it in the UK, or a lot of people do, but it really varies depending on where you are in the country. So I've definitely, you know, some pubs in London, I've struggled to find ciders that I that I like the taste of. Um, so how many ciders do you have in, in, the, in the range? We have four, like uh, f- the, the main range is, uh, we have a classic, like let's say a classic cider, uh, between a demi-sec and a brut. So we mm-hmm. wanted again to to promote uh, the cider and really like to enhance the Norman terroir and the, the cider category in general. Mm-hmm. So this one is between a brut and a demi-sec. So demi-sec is like semi-sweet. Semi-sweet, yeah. yeah. And a brut is dry, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, we've got a cidre rosé, which is uh, quite uh, a bit the, the sweetest of the range. But, I think I've uh, tried that. Before, I think. Okay, nice. <laughs> did you like it? I did, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so this one will be quite sweet at the beginning, but then it will be balanced by the acidity at the end of mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we w- really wanted to have well-balanced products, so it was very important for us to uh, uh, pro- um, to develop the, the different products with different apple species in order to have a nice uh, aromas complexity. Mm-hmm. And in the pear cider, uh, this one will be quite uh, acid- acidic. Mm-hmm. Um, very very refined too to, and uh, it's going super well with uh, fish seafood and chocolate dessert and um, how is well actually tell you what should we so we've got a couple of ciders here yeah um, why don't we taste a couple of them um, and then we could chat about um, yeah definitely you know, yeah. How, it's, how it's made so this one this one is which, which one is the one you're pouring now so this one is the is the Cidre brut demi uh, demi sec, mm-hmm. what we call the cidre inimitable, mm-hmm. um, because of the taste he has is quite unique, uh, because it is between again a dry and a semi sweet cider, and uh, in that one you've got around twenty different apple species inside. So we are um, we are really like promoting uh, the range as if it was uh, a wine, you know, a sparkling low ABV sparkling wine. Um, and all the terroir, you know, like, uh, so we are producing in Normandy, uh, all the apples uh, com- uh, are coming from a pommier haute-tige orchard. So it means like the, it takes eight years for the trees to produce fruit compared to like uh, 99% of the competitors, they are using bastiche. So only after three years, the trees are producing fruit. We can plot only uh, 200 trees per hectare, whereas with Bastille, you can plant 600. So we can harvest each year 20 tons per hectare, whereas with Bastille, you can, plant, you can harvest 30 tons. So Sassy is more about quality, it's not really about volume. We are also using a pneumatic press. It's the same press they are using in Champagne. So in order to uh, press gently and softly the fruit, so, for example, we, we won't press the seeds like this. You know, we don't have the astringency you uh, you have most of the time in a lot of ciders. Mm. So, 
a, a variety of different apples then you don't use you don't use say one type of apple no yeah it's an assemblage like for a wine um, and the specificity with sassy is like we are using a lot of acidic apple mm -hmm. so traditionally in Normandy they are using they are using uh, um, bitter bitter apple or bitter sweet apple mm -hmm. uh, that's why you know you have a farm farm style cider yes and our goal was really like to again to enhance the Norman terroir and to um, to change the perception perception of cider. So we wanted to have a well balanced and more delicate and refined product, and we felt uh, the acidic apple was very interesting. Uh, you know, it it can remind, especially with the pear cider, um, a champagne. You know, because mm -hmm. you you have a nice acidity, uh, which is super interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, just tasting it now. Um it's it's very light it's very delicate um i thought it was really well balanced as well um you know it's not like i said it, there is that, that acidity but it's not you know it's not too sharp yeah um it's sweet but again it's not cloyingly sweet um it's got a really you know it's got really really gentle bubbles um so really from what you said it's not really about expressing one type of apple it's about expressing the like you said, uh, terroir. You know, the sense, the sense yeah. of place. Or yeah, from. exactly. Yeah. Um, and um, the, the apples are they cider apples or are they dessert apples? Cider apple so. only. 100% of cider apple. All our products are 100% pure juice. It means like there is only apple inside, so we don't add any water, mm. sugar, uh, or coloring. Mm. So, uh, for example, the color of the rosé is coming from the red flesh apple cl oh, really? called the Geneva. Oh, so that's all completely natural then? Completely natural. So all that's the range is 100% natural, and we worked very closely with Sommelier uh, in order, you know, to have a, a super delicate uh, products, and that's why we are working also a lot with Michelin star restaurants such as uh, Alain Ducasse restaurants uh, Joël Robuchon so both are the are the most Michelin star chefs in the world we are also working a lot with five star hotels like uh, Dorchester Rosewood Hotel mm -hmm. in London and we are pushing a lot Sassy as a low EBV uh, natural mixer mm -hmm. uh, so we are working with the best cocktail bars in the world uh, like Nigel uh, in London, Sexy Fish, etc. And uh, for example, we did uh, an event last Friday at Shoreditch House and we invited uh, Le Syndicat, which is uh, one of the best cocktail bars in the world based in Paris. So uh, the idea, again, is really like to change the perception of cider by, you know, like going where uh, we are not expected. So food pairing is very important for us. So uh, we worked we, we are working super closely with chefs uh, and Michelin star chef, a lot of Michelin star chef, a lot of cocktail bars. And, you know, we are not really used to drink cider when you are going to Dorchester or at Niger. You know, you mm. are more used to drink a classic cocktails. Or... So our goal is really like to disrupt the market and to push the boundaries in the cider industry. And I think, you know, I think that's, you know, it's, I love cider, but, I, you know, it's, it is... It can, it can feel like it's a bit of a, a bit of a niche drink. A lot of people will say, oh, it's too sweet or I only drink it in summer. But, you know, um, having seen, you know, the emergence of new cider brands like Sassy and also in the UK, um, what I call, you know, like yourself, sort of fine cider, high-end ones, which, you know, are, you know, some of them, um, there's like a brand called Gospel Green in the UK where it's fermented um, like champagne, yeah. Um, with, with the traditional method, um, and it is poured. You know, you'd, you'd pour it in a wine flute, and and like this, you'd treat it as a something to have with food, maybe at a restaurant. Um, and I think that's a really interesting direction that cider yeah. is going. Um, do you want to let's try the uh, the rosé cider? Yeah, of course. 
So um, obviously, looking at it, it's um, it's a really like sort of rosy, rosy shade of pink. Um, and again, like it is a bit sweeter yeah. than what we've tried before, but, you know, really well balanced, um, really light, really delicate. Um, obviously, a great, a great drink for spring and for summer. Definitely. Yeah. And that's why also this one, we are pushing a lot of spritzes. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we'll have a, a cocktail at the Boundary on, you know, on the rooftop mm -hmm. uh, as a, with a spritz. Um, and this one, yeah, again, is very delicate. So the 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 former the pre previous one we tried is going super well with white meat, cheese. Mm. Uh, this one is going super well also with pastries, more dessert. Yeah. Um, and the pear uh, cider is going very well with, as I said uh, previously, with uh, fish, seafood, uh, and chocolate dessert. And um and as you said, you know, it is a, it is a lower ABV drink. So you know, if you don't want to have a glass of wine and you want to keep your alcohol consumption um, lower, um, it, it's a nice way of enjoying something that's made with you know the same amount of craft and care as a fine wine is. But you know, I mean, what's the percentage for? So uh, the, the 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 classic is at five point two, so mm -hmm. quite normal. Yeah. The rosé is quite low ABV at three percent, and mm. the pear is a uh, low ABV at two point five. Yeah, so very, you know, very dental alcohol content. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a great option, particularly in the summer as well, if you're drinking, you know, throughout the afternoon or something. It's because obviously, like traditionally, cider can, at least in the UK, it can be really, really strong and, yeah. you know, clock in at 7 or 8% and you don't want to be... Yeah, you don't want to no. be drinking more than a. Yeah, a no, I think that. now you know consumer they want to consume less but better, and mm -hmm. I think sassy is a good alternative when you want you know to 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 have a drink but without you know like uh, necessarily want to 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 get drunk or you know even you don't want you want to to be able to work uh, in the afternoon or so it's quite easy to have a mm. sassy at, at lunch uh, because it's light it's delicate and uh, you know cider is very in the trend because gluten-free because low in calories mm. um and also sassy is low abv mm. so i think it's fit very well with the 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 what consumers are looking for today um and that's why also we wanted really like to to promote uh the cider category because i think you know the image is not super uh super cool in france or in the uk is it uh, the same in france because in the uk the image of it, it again it's yeah. changing a little bit but the image is it is a bit sort of um something that maybe student you know teenagers would drink yeah. in the park in France, it's super traditional. So uh, the co the the main consumption is uh, located in Normandy and Brittany, where you know, like we are historically uh, mm. producing cider, uh, and we are consuming uh, cider twice a year during uh, in Jan and February uh, during the crêpe and the galette. Mm -hmm. uh, but if not, like uh, like during the the rest of the year, like uh, you know, we don't have the 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 the, the ref reflex. How do you say? Like uh, the we don't have the. Um, if you were if you were going to a bar, you know, yeah, we, you wouldn't order a, you wouldn't order a cider. You'd order France, a beer or no. a glass of wine. Yeah, in France, no. And again, for us, you know, it was really a shame because we, you ca with cider you can have an amazing products mm. at a quite affordable price. Uh, so. 
the way we are producing again is very close from the wine production process. Mm. And we wanted to show like, yeah, with cider, you, you, you can uh, have a super high quality product, um, easy to drink uh, at, you know, like at lunch in the afternoon, mm. uh, even uh, during uh, like uh, an aperitif or, you know, we in, in a cocktail. Uh, so it can, you know, like uh, it, it suits uh, a lot of uh, different moments during mm. the day. Uh, and again, like uh, the 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 image is not super super high end or super cool. Mm. And I think like uh, it's our, our our mission to to change this uh, this uh, image. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, with the say the craft beer boom or um, craft gin, for example, you know, I think even in the tonic industry. Yeah, we're all yeah. very we're, we're all we've all become much more receptive to drinks that are made you know, with care, um, with, you know, nice ingredients. And we've been making cider in, in, in France and in the UK for centuries. Um, and we've got that kind of tradition, that, that artisan tradition right there. So, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, very soon, um, everyone will kind of embrace cider. Yeah. And uh, yeah, get. No, I'm get sure. Coffee. I'm sure it will come again. Yeah, like now people want to consume less but better. We can see this trend in with the in the beer, uh, with the spirits. Mm -hmm. uh, so why not uh, in the cider? Like uh, uh, my associate and I are really passionate uh, by by the Norman terroir and by the cider category in general, and even apples in general because mm. we we both grew up in Normandy. So again, I think. Um, again, we should push uh, a lot like the cider category and promote it as if as a low ABV uh, sparkling mm. wine. And to, in order to change the perception, I think you know it's very important for us to push like different uh, moments of consumption. So like the food pairing is like very important because again, yeah. like, uh, cider can work super well with uh, with uh, food, uh, even if we are not yet used to it. But uh, it's working super well, mm. and uh, so yeah, like uh, it can be assimilated as a as a wine. I think. Um, so one last one last question. Something I've, I'm always interested in is, um, so the, in, you know there are there are the, perhaps one of the challenges for, for for launching a cider brand in this country is, um, you know, in order to call it cider, you, it only needs to be 35% uh, apple juice content. Now obviously sassy is 100%, yeah. but it means that you can have sassy call it cider, but you could have something which just has 35% apple juice. And also call it cider. So that's why I think the quality yeah. can range so much. And, and also, I think, is it to do with also how um, uh, cider makers are taxed as well? I think, unlike beer, there's just a flat rate for taxing. Uh, I'm not so sure about the tax, but... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the idea behind the project was really, again, like to enhance the cider category and to change the perception in France and in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, so for us, you know, it didn't make any sense to produce uh, cider mm. without being, you know, 100% pure juice. You know, mm. it's not cider. It's a soda uh, flavored with apple, if not like for me, like, yeah. uh, you know, if you put only 35% of apple inside, it can't else be called as there. a cider. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why that's why we re really want to to promote cider uh, from a different way uh, in order to change this perception from the consumers. And for beer, it's the same now. You know, like people are really concerned about where uh, 
d'où des sources de, de, you know, de, 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 like the, the ingredients they are using in order to produce the beer. Uh, so for cider, I don't know why, you know, like uh, uh, the cider should be like 35% uh, apple and the rest with uh, water, sugar, mm. coloring. Uh, like for me, yeah, it's not cider. So cider. Yeah. Well, indeed. Well, thank you for coming in and chatting to us, Xavier. Thank you. Anna. And um, yeah, um, actually, one last question. Where can we find Sassy? So Sassy in retail, we are available at Selfridges, Arvenicals, uh, Grocery Shoreditch, uh, Nysa, Chelsea, Pascal Chelsea, and different retails. Everything is uh, uh, like you can check on our website, www.maison-sassy.com. Great. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So that was the Yolo Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our new Easter issue on the newsstand now, or go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat. Yeah.